Welcome to Tony Steak Podcast. Welcome to the Tony Steak Podcast, episode 230. I'm Sean, and joined with me we have Off-Road Andy. Hello. And Tony Katz. Hello, hello. Thank you for tuning in. Hit that subscribe button, share with a friend, and check out our entertainment podcast right after this. Uh, we're going to kick things off. Not a whole lot of stuff today, but we have some NBA. Also, really quickly, I got to say, I was looking it up because it just didn't sound right. It's episode 330. Yes. Not 230. Very good. Have I been doing that all along? No, no. I think it was just for whatever reason right now, I think you just went back 100 okay. episodes. Yeah. But I, uh, the only reason I remembered that was like, because I remember I thought we had done like a kind of a special for the episode 300. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's the only reason why I kind of thought about that. Because I remember we were thinking about like, oh, great moments of 300. And then I think we even tried to, we talked about like the movie 300. You know, Tony, that was a test and you passed. Yeah. Andy, yeah, you failed. You. Yeah, Andy. That's. I'm sorry. You're a numbers You're man, Andy. Because you know, the only reason also is because I was literally just talking about this to somebody the other day, and I was like, "Yeah, we've done like I think like over like 300 episodes or so, and something like that." So that's why I was in my head. So just 230 weirdly sounded just too low. But yeah, that was uh But please listen to episode 230 yeah, if go, you feel like you need let's to. Go all, all listen. <laughs> go to back. This. Yeah. But let's uh, start with the NBA on episode 330. Yeah, so uh, I think the the big thing that happened this week is the NBA draft. There were some some trades, but um, we're going to start with the NBA draft, and I'm going to start with a, a little game to get ourselves in the mood for the NBA draft. Mm. Uh, so I'm going to give you some names of some people who are drafted this year. Uh, you're going to have to tell me were they drafted by the NBA or by the NFL? Oh, we've this one's always a fun one. Yeah. So uh, are you ready here? Yes. Sean, you ready? Let's let's do it. All right. The first player, Keontae George. It's funny because I always feel like I'm going to know these so well, and then I just I don't. Uh, I'm going to say NBA. Uh, I want to say the same. Uh, you're right. He was drafted by the Jazz. This year. I feel like Tony's going to have George. his his you know finger on the pulse much more than yeah. I am. Well, then you can guess first every time. Oh, Andy. Um, I don't think any relationship yeah, we'll, with Paul we'll George. Switch off. We'll switch off like we do in the right. other entertainment games. So no. Sean can go first this time. Um, next one up, Kalijah Cantsy. That's not a real name. Kalijah. <laughs> can't see? Kalijah. And he's blind? <laughs> but Kali. Um, all right. So hold on. We're guessing NBA or NFL? Yes. I'm going to go NFL just because I, I feel like I should ask to use it in a sentence. I'm going to go NBA because I felt like I saw that name. NFL. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Defensive tackle uh, drafted by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Can't see, huh? All right. How is <laughs> yep. that spelled? Kalijah can see. Oh, can't. Okay, well, that's better so than he, he, he can, can see. see. Okay. He couldn't see, but now he can. Yeah. K-A-N-C-E-Y. Okay. All right, next up, Noah Clowney. Oh, come on. I will, uh, and uh, actually, fuck. I'm gonna say NFL. Maybe because of Looney, I want to say the NBA. Okay, that's weird logic. Um, but you're right. Oh, no, 
Noah Clowney was drafted by the Nets. I tried to trick you because, of course, Jadavion yeah, yeah. Clowney, NFL player. Um, let's see. Next up, I've got Amen Thompson. Oh, my God. Amen. Not to be confused with his brother, Many Men. Um, his brother is relevant. <laughs> well, it's not Clay Thompson, but Thompson's a, a, a million names. I'm going NFL. NBA. I already, I already know that. Yeah, he was a high draft pick. Um, I picked him because it's a it's a funny name. Um, but Amen Thompson went fourth to the Rockets. His brother went fifth. So the the Thompson wow. twins, uh, both top five picks. Pretty pretty good stuff. All right. Next up, I've got. Kobe Brown. Kobe, as in K-O-B-E, Kobe. Well, this is obnoxious. I don't remember whose turn it is, but be- uh, it's- because we're at that age where his parents could have been a huge NBA fan, but this kid also grew up at nine. He was six foot one and could bench press, you know, half of a Honda truck. Um, I'll, I'll say NFL. I guess because he said that, I'll go NBA, but I was on the fence on either side. Mm. He is an NBA player drafted by the Clippers. So you know his parents are brown. There were two Kobe. Uh, It was a smaller school. Lower Marion. I I forgot. Missouri. No, it was Missouri. Hmm. Uh, There were two Kobe B's drafted in the first round this year. There's also an actual Kobe Bryant on the Seattle Seahawks. But he spells it C-O-B-Y. Yeah, no, I know. They all spell it differently. They all have Uh, There were two K-O-B-E's. Also, with the last name starting with B. Interesting. Um, I think I got uh, a couple more here. Uh, Deontay Banks. Uh, NFL. Yeah, I'm going to say, oh, since I'm losing, I'm going to say NBA. Well, the lead is insurmountable at this point. Then. Yeah. Cornerback uh, for the New York Jets. Yeah, Jones. I was, I was, honestly, I was going to say NFL. All right. <laughs> we got one last one here Jonathan Mingo. NBA. It sounds NBA to me, too. NFL wide receiver for the Panthers. Wow. So that's amazing how I always, I'm so bad at like just all these games, yeah. <laughs> entertainment and sports. Well, it was good. There's only, I think I only picked one guy that most people would know, and that's the Thompson guy. Yeah. But it's too good of a name to really. What was the final up. tally? Um, oh, Andy, Sean kicked my ass. Yeah. I think he won by like six out of oh, seven. Wow. Actually, I think how I How many was even, there? How many did you have on there? I had eight. I think Sean got like at and least And I think I didn't six. even do the last one. I think I only got two. <laughs> okay, I actually missed one. Oh. BJ Ojolari. What are any of these names? BJ Ojolari. I'm going to say NFL. I'm going to give you that point. Uh, and Sean can't respond. That's not fair. So he still, you still lose, but uh, yeah, he's linebacker for the Cardinals. So Thank you. All right. <clears throat> Well, I got another game for the entertainment oh, episode. So oh, very good. Should be fun. Um, but yeah, that's, I think it's a fun way to introduce the NBA draft. Um, should pull up the, the thing here. But uh, of course, the Frenchman went first, Victor oh, Wembenyama. Yeah. Um, but going second, Brandon Miller. Maybe a surprise to some people. This was always mocked uh, that the, the Hornets were more interested in him. Um, but a lot of experts had uh, Scoot Henderson as the better prospect. But I think it was close enough. Not a big, big upset. Yeah, and then the two Thompsons went fourth and fifth. Uh, Anthony Black going to the Magic. Um, and then Wembenyama's French teammate rose up the board here. Uh, Bilal Koulibaly, 
uh, going to end up in Washington. So uh, that's the top seven there. Um, some other ones I think were notable. Jet Howard, Jawan Howard's son. Um, he's going to Orlando. I think Jawan Howard played in Orlando for a few years, so uh, it's interesting. Uh, Grady Dick. Um, did you see his suit at the NBA draft? I did not. So Grady Dick, is, he went to Kansas, but he also is from Kansas. So he wore a jacket that was red with all these sparkles on it. I'm like, what the fuck is this supposed to be? But it was supposed to be Dorothy's uh, oh, wow. slipper. Oh, I like that. So pretty pretty cool. Uh, that guy's weird. Um, he's going to <laughs> Toronto, the 13th pick. And uh, I think it was a little bit of a slide for some people, I thought. Um, Kobe Bufkin, which I said before, it's a cool name. Um, the or he's going to Atlanta. Um, Jalen Hood Shafino, that's who the Lakers got with the 17th pick there. So uh, he was a freshman at Indiana. He was uh, probably not their best player, but their, their their best guy took a long time to get drafted. I'm gonna I think he was uh, Trace Jackson Davis. That was like their their big star player for Indiana, and he he fell and was barely drafted at the end of it. Kind of sad, but um. Right after the Lakers pick, Jaime Hawkins, UCLA, going to the, the Heat. Yeah, that's uh, what I was saying. Was that higher than people expected? By the time of the draft, people had already locked that in. Then he oh, must okay. have gotten a promise for Miami. He was a second-round prospect for most of this process, but then... Yeah, think, top 20 is definitely pretty good. I did not realize he was a top 20 player. Yeah, I think he's just a guy who fits in with certain yeah. teams. That He's not going to be a star, but he's going to try hard on he that come team. come off the bench. He's, he's like a, yeah. you know, a, who's their guy that shoots all the threes? The other white dude. That's not Tyler Hero. Duncan. Duncan, Duncan Robinson, yeah. Yeah. Um, at 23, Chris Murray got drafted. He's the twin brother of Keegan Murray, who was a uh, top pick last year. Um, he's going to Portland. And we also got another uh, a French-Canadian. Not another French guy, but just a French-Canadian. Olivier Maxence Prosper. Um, and he is going to end up going to Dallas um, as part of a trade that was made on draft day. So. Um. Julian Strother, the guy who hit that big shot against UCLA, I'll forever hate him. <laughs> um, he is going to end up in Denver. So Denver kind of bought back into the uh, NBA draft here. Um, so they're going to end up with him, a uh, Gonzaga shooter. So, um, And yeah, and then, okay, where's this guy? Okay, Cam Whitmore was probably the big loser of the draft. Uh, he was thought to be a, a top five prospect, someone who could – Maybe go as high as fourth. Uh, he ended up going 20th. Um, the Rockets ended up picking him with uh, a second first-round pick that they had. Um, so that's quite a drop from him. He's a freshman at Villanova. Villanova had a terrible year this year, first year without Jay Wright. Everything went wrong. Um, but, yeah, big big drop for him. So, um, Anything else on the NBA draft? Anyone you want to know? Uh, no, not really. That was uh... – I mean, obviously, like the first few picks were like the big ones and stuff, but there wasn't really anything like too crazy that I thought. I didn't really watch it either. I don't even know who the Lakers ended up getting as their second pick. Um, There's some weird trades here. I think they ended up with this guy. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Maxwell Lewis. So they drafted they drafted a guy named Mojave King, which is incredible. (laughs) A great name. But there he is. Yeah, yeah, he's going to Indiana. Um, oh, I do want to. Here's another one. UCLA's Amari Bailey going to the Hornets. I did not know Amari Bailey declared for the draft. Uh, that's kind of sad to me because I wanted him to stay another year. He really came on the last like ten games of the season. Um, but nope, he's he's like, if I'm going to get drafted, I'm just going to leave, and that's what happened. So 
sad to see that, but I guess I'll still root for him. Yeah. Also, Chet Holmgren will be uh, playing this year, hopefully. Zyke yeah, was a new guy. And, here, you know. and Chet Holmgren, because he didn't play last year, is actually uh, eligible to win Rookie of the Year. And I've actually been seeing things that have that, uh, you know, Victor Wembignana is the favorite. Like I've been, like I think I heard it was like somewhere around like minus 250. And then the second favorite is Scoot Henderson. And then the third favorite is uh, Chet Holmgren. Should be exciting. So uh, Chet is, and yeah, and Chet plays, you know, like I was listening to some guys that they said like that's the pick they like. He's about like plus 450. And they were saying because, you know, he does practice with NBA players and he's, you know, kind of, even though he didn't play, he's just got a year under his belt of, being a professional NBA player. So it'll be interesting. But the crazy thing about that stuff, especially when you see guys like the size of Chet and guys like Vic, uh, Wembenyana is like injuries happen. Like honestly, like Scoot Henderson, I think it'll be a, can have potential to do, put up some good numbers because um, I don't know if we're going to talk about it, but I can briefly just mention that. I think it's a big favor that they, a lot of people think Damian Lillard's going to be on the move and they think he's going to go to Miami and if that's the case, then the India, then the Portland Trailblazers will probably be, you know, a, an 11, 12 seed ish type team. I feel like in the in the West because the West is pretty good, and it could make it so Scoot has a lot of control, takes a lot of shots, has a big season, and he could end up averaging twenty plus points this year. And you know that could be enough to win MVP. So that would definitely be a you know decent guy to maybe look at for to possibly win a MVP this year in the, in the NBA, but uh, we will see. Yeah. Yeah. Any more NBA? Yeah. Plenty of uh, big action outside of the draft. Um, I think we'll start with the first big news that it was been so long now that I'd forgotten about it, but uh, involving Kristaps Porzingis, who is going to Boston, but there was a trade that was announced or at least leaked uh, that didn't end up happening. So Porzingis was going to go to to Boston, um, and in exchange, Malcolm Brogdon would end up with the Clippers, and Marcus Morris and the Clippers' first-round pick would go to Washington. Yeah, I was going to say, you say like it's been a while, because it feels like this has like been a couple weeks in a row now where it's like the next day is when like the big trades happen. And uh, one thing I actually wanted to see really quickly is if we can pull up like the updated Odds again, because we've been talking about this for the last couple of weeks and about like three weeks ago when we talked about the Memphis Grizzlies, they were 30 to one and that was pending jaw suspension. And then he got 25 games. So they went down to 26 to one. And now they got themselves Marcus Smart. And now their current odds are 23 to one. So they slowly keep going down. Uh, the And, you know, like, yeah, like I said, and also I like. I kind of like Jordan Poole going, and like the Washington Wizards, you know, they've made... Well, let's talk about that oh. canceled trade first. So, okay. Um, what happened there? Uh, Malcolm Brogdon, of course, has tons of injury problems. So I think what happened there is the Clippers decided to back out. Um, Brogdon has a couple injuries right now. He got hurt in the playoffs. Um, I think it, if you could guarantee his health, I think that would be a great upgrade for the Clippers. Um, just another ball handler. Mark, Marcus Morris is done. He doesn't provide anything. And there's not much of a price to give up with just the, the last pick in the first round. Um, yeah, and then the other side of that is Porzingis going to Boston. So that still happened. Even though that Clippers trade fell through, um, Boston was able to put together a different trade, um, which saw Marcus Smart go to Memphis. And then um, Tyus Jones, which I had mentioned before, Tyus Jones, you know, with the 
Um, they were holding on to him until they found out about the suspension for Jaw. And so after his only 25 games, like they let him go. Um, he's going to Washington, and Porzingis is going to end up there in Boston. Um, yeah, Boston had too many guards um, with Smart and um, like Derek White and Brogdon that they probably needed to trade one more and get a big guy because, I mean, Al Horford played a lot of minutes for them last year. I think he'll come back, but he's still, he's going to be like 38 next year. Can't really rely on him, so they need another big. And uh, Porzingis was actually good for Washington. The team was bad, but he actually played pretty well. Um, I still don't believe in him. I think he's, yeah, I'm not. He can't play it, in the post. According to FanDuel, it's actually now made Boston jump over Denver as the favorite to win it all yeah. next season. And I'm just, I don't know if Porzingis is enough for them. I mean, I get it. It's exciting because it's like, oh, he's a big guy down low, which I guess they've lacked a scoring big, and he can provide that possibly. But I've seen guards guard him effectively. Yeah, he's he's, he's, he's not good. strong. He doesn't punish people, so <clears throat> that seems to be effective. And like he. When I watched him two years in a row with Dallas against the Clippers in the first round, he just sucked. It was, it was nice to have him because he sucked. Yeah. But, I mean, he was I agree. He was good. I mean, what year. happens when he plays in Milwaukee? I mean, Giannis is going to have a field day. Yeah. So, yeah. But, yeah, there's some other big trades, too. Um, Chris Paul traded again, which I, I guess, like, legally, none of these things have actually happened because they have to wait for the new year or something, but... Um, so Chris Paul was part of the Bradley Beal deal we talked about last year, last week. Um, I think it was pretty obvious Washington didn't want to keep him. So he is going to the Warriors for Jordan Poole, which is, uh, interesting. Will that work? Chris Paul's older. Um, he plays a different style than Golden State plays. Um, Curry is, is also small. Can they really play together? There's all kinds of questions. Um, and also just that Chris Paul had a big rivalry with the Warriors and he just really did not like them. Um, although I do think, I mean, Curry and Paul are friendly. They're both from North Carolina. Um, even if they might have had a rivalry, I think they actually are real-life friends. So I don't think that's an issue. Um, but, yeah, I, I think we all thought Jordan Poole should be on the move. That Draymond punching him thing was really bad for this last year and probably got him overpaid because of it. Um, and now he's gone. And now... Um, yeah, I, I saw a good joke on 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 Twitter, um, and it was, you know, when when uh, Biden first became president and the vaccine was being rolled out, and he made a statement that there's going to be a hundred million shots a hundred days or something like that. <laughs> and I was like, this is Jordan Peele's or Jordan Poole's message too. <laughs> and uh, yeah, yeah Jordan Poole is going to have he's going to be the number one guy in on that team. And year. and that's why I said a friend of mine. I said this was perfect for Jordan Poole because he gets to go to a team that's not going to be good. They're not going to be a championship contending team. And I mean, maybe they can sneak an eight seed or seven seed because the East isn't very deep, but you know, he's, he's going to be able to do what he wants there, which is going to be put up 25 shots a game, probably average about 26 points a game or, you know, 24, 26 points a game and be on a team that wins 34 games. And that just seems like that's going to be, what the Grizzlies are. I mean, they did get Tyus Jones. The Wizards. So the Wizards. I'm sorry. Then they did get Tyus Jones from the Grizzlies. That's where it was on my mind. And it but. might be in their interest to do that because um, then you just trade him after that, right? You're like, hey, look, this guy's a this guy's, he's close to 30 points a game. He's worth something. And some team will be like, yeah, you're right. And they'll be desperate and you'll get something out of him. Um, yeah. And, and they do also want to be bad. They, they, don't, they don't mind if he shoots him out of some games. Yeah. Um, because they're definitely... Trying to, to start over here. 
Um, but yeah, Chris Paul in Golden State, I, I think it's nice. It's just another chance of being on an effective team, which means another chance to be injured in the playoffs. It just is how it works. Um, it's just how that's life, you know. He's cursed, I think, to always get injured during the playoffs at some point. Um, or anything else on that trade? We want to do this last one here. No, that's it for me. Uh, John Collins to Utah. John Collins has been on the trading block my entire lifetime, and even though he's been in the NBA for, I don't know, eight years or something, maybe even less, he's just always been there like, hey, this guy is good, but he's not that good, but you got to pay him, but also he might be overpaid if you pay him, but you also can't lose him because he's pretty good. Uh, so he's finally gone now. Um, this was basically a dump. Utah's setting back Rudy Gay, which is like, what? I saw that too, and I was surprised that, like, that's what John Collins went for. Because that's a steal then for Utah, honestly. It's basically a dump. Utah had the the cap room and flexibility to do it. And and for Atlanta, that means they get a little bit off of some contracts. And, um, I think they always thought, like, him and DeAndre Hunter didn't make sense on the same team. Just like they're kind of similar. They only need one of them. Um, yeah, and I don't know from Utah's perspective what they're trying to do. Are they trying to be good this year? They have they have nice players. They had a top pick this year. Um, they could have maybe made the playoffs this year if they, they they tried, but they kind of fell off at the end. Well, I think they definitely tried, um, but then at the end, I think they came yeah. back to reality because they had a very hot start. I mean, wasn't it? I remember it was like it was yesterday. It was we were in November? Yeah, they were like talking about how Utah had the best record in the West, like through sixteen games or something. Yeah, um, but yeah, John Collins will help them, but. Will he take them from but maybe, 11th place? Maybe to John Collins will be part of their future plan. Maybe in two years they plan on being good with some draft picks. These young guys develop, and then maybe that's when they go get that veteran or two. And maybe Utah will be decent team because Utah's always been a squad that's like they're not bad for too long. I mean, they were great in the '90s with Stockton and yeah, stuff, and, they, and then they got a great. They did struggle for a while, but then they were good again when Kirilenko and company were there, and then and Darren Williams and Boozer, and they were bad again for a while, and then they were an effective team. A few years ago with... Uh, when they had Hayward and stuff, that was good. Yeah, and who, who did they have? A, what team? Was, why Donovan like, Mitchell. Yeah, like, yeah, Donovan Mitchell and Gobert and that whole squad just two, two yeah. three seasons ago. So, I mean... And they, they got a lot of future picks in the yeah, Mitchell they, they know and what they're Gobert doing. They'll, they'll, they'll yeah. be back in the running. I mean, that's something I was going to talk about is like there's... You look at it and it's the the, the cusp is here. Like it's it's it, we're not we're only a couple years away. I think from a a big change in like what teams are going to be like the the powerhouse good teams possibly. I mean, some teams yeah. are going to start falling off soon. I mean, I think the Warriors only have a few years left. I don't think unless the Lakers. I mean, obviously stuff can always happen, but the Lakers need to be doing something. I mean, the Clippers windows ticking for now, and I mean you're going to start seeing teams like you know Denver. I don't think is going anywhere for a while. I mean Sacramento, the you know. Pelicans, possibly the Blazers if they're building something there, the Thunder. I mean, I'm not talking about next season or even the season after that. I'm saying, you know, three, four seasons down the line. But eventually, you know, you see the shift. You know, eventually, you know, teams are bad for a while, then they're eventually good. Yeah. And I would say, I mean, the concern with Denver is that if they're always good but never good enough, that, that I think similar to Milwaukee, where it's like, we're going to keep the team together, but we're never going to be able to put together that same team again because like let's say they're going to lose Bruce Brown this offseason there's a little bit worse next year um yeah and then like the next year um I don't know Baron Gordon or something is gone and you're like well we replaced him with someone but he's not as good and this guy gets a year older um and you're constantly trying to stay as good as an NBA uh, championship team and you lose it um but uh, yeah they're in a good position I'd, I'd rather be in that position than um I don't know be Brooklyn or something oh yeah 
But oh, yeah, yeah, I mean, I think you're right with like you didn't mention Phoenix. Phoenix is very old now. Um, yeah, that was yeah, definitely one of the teams because I mean, Phoenix is all in right now. Yeah, even even it's with no the secret. Chris Paul trade, they're still pretty old. Durant, I don't know how much longer. No, they he's are old. Be. And well, their hero, their stars are old because let's yeah. say you took away Durant's. How many more years of effectiveness does he have? I mean, you take away Durant, you take away Beal. We've seen the Phoenix Suns before with just Booker. They weren't a playoff team. I mean, they don't. So he needs that help around him. And I, I 100% agree. The Suns are all in right now. That's why they got Beal. That's why they got rid of Paul. They're saying we got our three-headed monster. I hope it works out. But uh, I guess, I mean, four-headed, I guess, if you want to count DeAndre Ayton. I've never been too big on DeAndre Ayton. I know you're not the highest person on DeAndre Ayton either, but I just think he has other problems. I, I, I was when he was coming out. Oh yeah. When he was in Arizona, he was spectacular. Yeah, I, I That was the year Arizona be, was like number one in the country, right? Yeah, I thought he could be, he was going to be a better defensive player. Um, no, they, they legitimately talk about his, he did not his lack of will though. Yeah. He's, he's a, he's addicted to video games. I've said it before on this podcast and I'll say it again. Like there, there are distractions. There isn't, but I'm saying like, it's different when you think about guys like Kobe and Jordan that spent hours in the gym and DeAndre Jordan, I mean, wow, not DeAndre Jordan, DeAndre Ayton is spending hours on World of Warcraft or something, or like, what do you guys play? I don't play? think he's playing World of Warcraft, but... Uh, yeah, it's Call of Duty, yeah. and he's yelling at 14-year-old Ethiopian kids, or maybe Indonesian kids. I don't know. Yeah. What kids are playing these days? I don't know if either of those countries are... German he's yelling kids? at a, a 33-year-old Andy. <laughs> yeah, that... That is also a question. Do, do or, they, or producer Luke. <laughs> do they sell the World War II versions of Call of Duty in Germany? Probably like modified know, or something. Be. You have to like do a cheat code to get their like best you character. You can't have any Nazis in Germany at all. It's illegal to even say the word. So what about like um, Inglorious yeah, Bastards? Black it up. They, they couldn't watch it, it over there. It would be illegal. Yeah. You get like a boot. A boot it was illegal like to film that from, movie. Yeah, you know, like France and drive it over. Yeah. Yeah, I actually don't know what the, all the rules are. I just know, yeah, they're very protective. Like you can't even make like jokes about Nazis there. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, I think that's it for the NBA. All right, should we talk about some baseball? Yeah, I want to continue our uh, stats look. Um, so the past couple weeks we've been looking at uh, different players' leaderboards on, on stats. Um, I want to look at pitchers, and for pitchers. It's kind of hard to pick a, a traditional stat. I mean, wins and losses. I think people are understandably under, know why they're not perfect. That they're very dependent on context and, and run support, all that kind of stuff. Um, so I'm going to use Fangraphs WAR. So W A R wins wins above replacement because uh, it's more of an all encompassing stat because it's it's not just based on ERA or the runs you've up. It, it's it's it counts upwards. So the more innings pitched. Um, the higher it goes as well. Cause you could have an ERA leader who's only made 15 starts and that's not as, that's not as important as a guy's made 20 starts. Um, so right now the leader is Zach gallon, the Arizona Diamondbacks. So there's the thing about Zach gallon too, where he has just been, I listen to a podcast every morning with these guys that are from Vegas or professional gamblers or whatever. But the, one of the things to talk about too, is Zach gallon is that he's, been ridiculous at home this year too. Like his home, like I think he's had like nine home starts and he's got like a one ERA at home, which is um, uh, relevant to talk about because he's at home tonight against the Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, that game kicks off in about an hour and a half. 
Uh, but he, he's been phenomenal. And that was, this guy had picked him to win his, his, the Cy Young this year. And last year he was a good pitcher, but he was on a bad Arizona team. Now this year, he's a good pitcher on an Arizona team that has been shocking the world and has been very good this year as they currently lead the NL West, which through 70, 80 games, whatever it's been now, you would have never put your finger on that. I mean, they were predicted, I think to finish maybe second to last. I feel like Colorado was supposed to be last. Yeah. I mean, I think they were Expected to improve from last year. But still, that was a tough division. Not not be a 90-game winner. Um, Yeah, the guy's kind of flown around the radar um, past couple years. He's been solid. Um, I don't think he was a great prospect or anything when he's coming up. Uh, I'm not not sure. Um, Third-round pick here. He was uh, from the Cardinals, so I think he might have been part of one of those trades. Um, But, yeah, almost 100 innings pitched. Just a a good top-of-the-line, top-of-the-rotation guy. Uh, been reliable. Uh, number two, another Zach. Zach Wheeler is second. So um, of the Phillies, uh, this is where the advanced stats kind of disagree sometimes with other stats. He's got a three seventy six ERA, which, is, which isn't great. Um, but you know, the other numbers are better. Um, basically, they're saying he really should have a better ERA than that, um, and that has value, and that's predictive value. Um, but yeah, he's another guy who's who's good. He's never been. I don't think he's ever been a say on contender, but he's he's had a good career. He was supposed to be like good when he came out official, like when he first came up with the Mets. He was supposed to be a a big time pitcher. Yeah, um, and when he got a, a nice deal from Philly, it seemed like ah uh, maybe a little overpay, but he's definitely delivered for them. Um, World Series appearance last year, but um, yeah, I guess I mean if you just look, he's the last three years he's been one of the best pitchers in baseball, so uh, that makes sense. Um, and third, Kevin Gaussman, who's uh, he's been all over. But, Another guy who's pitching today, also. Yeah, against the uh, San Francisco Giants. Um, so yeah, it, it is interesting. That is a that is not who I would have picked as being the top three right there. Um, and it gets even stranger, I think, the further you go down this list. Not a lot of signing favorites. I mean, Gaussman's been really good too. But uh, Framber Valdez of the Houston Astros, um, he kind of took over. Um, for what's his name? Old guy Verlander Verlander as their the number one He might have been Their best pitcher In the playoffs Last year uh, And then number five Joe Ryan That is not a big name Either but a guy Who's had a couple of Solid years Before this year um, And number six Nathan Eovaldi longtime veteran um, He's been a big part Of that Texas Rangers Turnaround um, Sonny Gray Another guy Who's up and down He's had good years He was with Cincinnati To get a good year he was with, um, when he came up with Oakland, too. He yeah. was pretty solid. Uh, Justin Steele of the Cubs is eighth. Uh, this is a nice breakout season. Uh, the team... Not very good, but he's yeah. having a good year. Eight and two. Yeah, it's a, you know, it's a, a new name, I would say. Oh, yeah. Um, next up, George Kirby. That's another one. I, I don't, I'm not familiar with George Kirby uh, of the Seattle Mariners. It honestly sounds like a, like a um, video game name. Well, it is. Kirby <laughs> like a, a video game. Character. I know. That's why we say it, but it's like a it's, created name. It is funny because, you know... The Mariners were owned by Nintendo. Oh, at one point, so maybe he is a made-up um, person. Maybe, maybe. Uh, Spencer Strider's yeah, a stud. Tenth is Spencer Strider. He was the best. Um, His ERA is a little high this year, but he's a dangerous pitcher. I think is, he leads the is, NL in strikeouts. That's what you got to look at. Yeah, yeah. 14, 14.3 strikeouts per nine innings. It's, it's ridiculous. Um, yeah, and, he, and he delivered. I, I was skeptical. Can he do it again after last year? And uh, yeah, he can. He can. So. Yeah, p- pitching is interesting. It it fluctuates a lot. There's breakout players, and then two years later, they're nobodies. But 
Uh, it's still as important as ever. Yeah. All right. What else we got here in baseball? Yeah. So the LA Angels that yeah, we got this, it's got to be talked about, especially since it's their local team. So I was over at a friend's house on Saturday, and then all of a sudden I had a buddy of ours, a buddy text us saying, "Oh my God." I think every player on the Angels just had an RBI in the third inning. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, what does that score have to be then? And I already knew they were in Colorado, which is a notorious hitter's ballpark, a high-scoring ballpark. And I look at my phone, and at the end of three innings, the score was 13 to nothing Angels. I believe that's what it was. And I was just stunned. I was like, holy shit. Like, I, or was it, no, 15 nothing, I think it was. And I was just like in disbelief. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? 15 nothing at the end of three innings. And sure enough, every player on the Angels had a hit and an RBI. Next thing you know, it's I'm, and I, I start sending that text to a few friends, a few group chats. About 15, 20 minutes goes by and I get a text from another buddy and just goes, holy shit, now it's 23 nothing." And Angels were up 23-0 to zero at the end of four innings against the Colorado Rockies. Final score ended up being 25 to 1. They set their franchise record in runs and hits with 25 runs, 28 hits. And more notably, two guys in the game, Hunter Renfro and Mickey Moniak, go five for five, which makes them uh, one of a few players this year that have gone five for five. But it should be noted that Luis Arias, who is the guy that's chasing 400 right now with a 399 average going into today, has gone five for five three times this season. And they talked about how it was like an MLB record that there's been like four or five different guys that have gone five for five this in the month of June. Because Arias has done it. Now Maniac's done it. Renfro's done it. And I believe two other guys did it. Uh, so pretty remarkable. Uh, the fact the Angels were able to put up 25 runs is crazy. And also noted about that, Shohei Otani, your huge favorite for MVP, your home run leader, went one for seven in that game. Yeah. So they did that with Otani not doing shit at all. It was... Guys like Renfro and Maniac that, and Fletcher, who plays like, you know, every fucking full moon comes in and has a few hits, key hits and stuff. So, yeah, pretty crazy. But we, yeah. I know Andy wanted to note, too, that even with scoring 25 to 1, they actually did lose the two out of three games in the series. And they outscored Colorado by over 20 runs in the series, but still, still lost the series. So uh, pretty remarkable also on that end. Yeah, I mean, it's really disappointing because Colorado is very, very bad. This yeah, year. they're not a good team. and So the Angels, you shouldn't be giving away stuff like that um, because they're they're in the race. Uh, they I think they've shown that they are good enough to compete for wild card spot. Uh, they'll be there. I don't think they're going to be trading anyone away, uh, maybe even trading people in. Um, but, yeah, it's this is this is the most – this is the best Angels season in a while. I think it's – Will it crash and burn? Yeah, probably, because it seems the Angels are, are cursed. Yeah, it always seems to happen. Uh, it was funny. One of their players, I think, is doing double duty, because um, I, I I saw a news article today about California state government, and it's and it said um, the the speaker of the California Assembly, Anthony Rendon, and I'm like, mm. what? what? What's going on there? Um, but yeah, I don't know. He, he, he got elected to office, too. Um, he was out of commission for a while, so I mean, he just started a political career. must have done it. But Very good. Um, yeah, I don't know if that'll affect the playoff race or not. <laughs> He's able to get more funding for the Angels, maybe. I don't know. Um, but yeah, that's. I think that's what we want to talk about baseball. Still, we're we're at the halfway point. Basically, we got All Star stuff coming soon. I think yeah. we'll have the teams 
this week. Um, yeah, I'm already seeing that. Uh, Fourth of July always like coming up. Always reminds me that it's uh, yeah, hot dog contests. And- yeah, it always reminds me that there's you know the the all star all star game is approaching. So, yeah. All right. Well, I think that'll wrap us up for episode 330 of the Tony Sick Podcast. I'm Sean, and joined with me at Off Road Andy. And Tony thank you. Katz. Yes, thank we'll you very much. You